I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's the kind of story that can give you whiplash. It all started last spring. Boom! Breaking news. Elon Musk offering to buy Twitter for $54.20 a share. This morning's announcement came just days after he bought more than 9% of the social media platform and then backed out of an offer to join Twitter's board of directors. Uh, We said, what's he going to do now? Go home or go big? And uh, we now know he's going to go big. Now the board has come out and they say that they've reached a deal. Uh, This is classic Elon Musk. I mean, Everyone was skeptical that he could pull this off. He is being serious, and and now they have a deal. Not so fast. Just three months later... Elon Musk, also known as Captain Chaos, asserting his right to break off his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. The world's richest man pulled out late on Friday, saying the company hadn't given him enough information about fake accounts. The company says it's going to sue him to make him close the deal. What's probably going to be a long, protracted fight in the courts. But just a few weeks before that case was set to be heard, which would have seen Elon Musk face off with Twitter over his breach of contract in a specialist court in Delaware, the story changed. Again, He's changed his mind about buying Twitter again and is now willing to go ahead with his takeover. Are you dizzy yet? Musk's lawyers tried to get the trial scrapped, but Twitter was understandably sceptical. In the end, the judge gave Elon Musk a deadline. He needs to complete this deal and officially buy Twitter by the 28th of October... Well, the trial is back on. One thing we've certainly learned from this story is that when it comes to Elon Musk, you should always expect the unexpected. But what does he have up his sleeve now? Is buying Twitter just the first part of a much bigger plan to transform social networking itself? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Jenny Kleeman. Today... Elon Musk's Twitter deal. My name is Callum Jones. I'm US business correspondent at The Times based in New York. Callum, tell us what happened last week. So Elon Musk has spent months and months trying to get out of this $44 billion takeover deal he signed in the spring for Twitter. And last Monday two weeks before he was due to face Twitter in court, he changed his mind. He said he'll buy it after all. 
And how did you feel when you heard that? I had long given up making predictions about this wholly unpredictable story, but it was a shock after a summer in which Musk and his lawyers had thrown virtually all they could at getting out of this deal to see him offer to pick it up after all. This is a story that has had many twists and turns, but let's begin at the beginning. How did it all start? So the roots can actually be traced back about nine months, long before this all burst out into the open. Back on January 31st, that was when Elon Musk started quietly building his stake in Twitter. And he bought shares almost every day for weeks, while conversely, at the same time, publicly questioning the platform's future, often in tweets on the platform itself. And then in late March, he wrote on Twitter, where else, a question. He suggested it was failing to adhere to free speech principles and asked, is a new platform needed? He was quietly then buying up shares in a way that nobody would notice. That's right. On The Money This Hour, Twitter now has its largest individual shareholder, and it is a pretty familiar name. Elon Musk taking a 9.2% stake in Twitter. That's as of March 14th. It's according to a filing that was out this morning, and those Twitter shares are up 22% on this news. There was a big debate about whether he disclosed what he needed to disclose at the right time. But yes, he did for quite a long time buy shares without anyone noticing. I think it was about two months he did that for. Recently, we've learnt a lot more about what was going on in this particular time period because Elon Musk's text messages from around this time came to be disclosed in legal proceedings a couple of weeks ago. What did we learn from those text messages? So that's right. And they provided this amazing insight into Elon Musk's circle and his conversations with allies and acquaintances. And for example, after posting that question on Twitter about whether a new platform was needed, that night he got a text and it was from Jack Dorsey, Twitter's co-founder and former boss. And he said, yes, a new platform is needed and it can't be a company. That is why I left. And around that time, that was when Musk emerged as Twitter's largest shareholder. And this cache of text shows, initially, at the very least, he had a pretty good relationship with the company. He agreed to join its board and traded friendly messages with Paragor Gruel, that's the CEO, until he tweeted three words which appear to have changed the course of this whole saga. He wrote, is Twitter dying? And Perhaps unsurprisingly, Paragogrul, Twitter's boss, wasn't altogether happy about this, and he called Musk out over text. And Musk replied, What did you get done this week? I'm not joining the board. This is a waste of time. We'll make an offer to take Twitter private. And of course, he did. And Twitter ultimately agreed to sell itself to him for $44 billion. And we see his tone change, not just in his text to Paragogrul, but to other people as well. Yes, that's right. So I think it was about May time that the story shifted again. And the wider market was in just a very different place to where it was when he first started thinking about buying Twitter. The global economic climate had changed and Musk was clearly very worried. We can see that in the texts he was sending about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. 
he wrote a text to Michael Grimes, who is a senior banker at Morgan Stanley, who was working with him, and said, let's slow down just a few days. Putin's speech tomorrow is extremely important. It won't make sense to buy Twitter if we're headed into World War Three. Just saying. So then Musk, he suddenly tries to pull the plug on his offer. And he was saying different mm. things in public to what he was saying privately in those text messages. That's right, yeah. So publicly, he never really talked about the impact of this huge tech route and the sell-off of shares, including Tesla, which takes a huge chunk out of his personal fortune. His public reason for pulling the plug was bots or fake accounts. He claims that Twitter misrepresented how many are on its platform before he agreed to buy it. Twitter says that spam bots, fake accounts, account for no more than about 5% of its user base. And frankly, in terms of his public statements, Musk has said he doesn't believe them. The thing is, though, this wasn't a new issue for him. He had said that defeating the bots was one of his priorities in the very press release that announced the takeover. And by that time, the ink was already drying on the deal. He'd already agreed to it. So it was a bit too late to be raising an issue that he was well aware of before the deal. Do spam bots matter because they interfere with the user experience because there are, you know, robots, AIs putting junk out there? Or, or is there a real business case to be made against them? Well, they matter for a number of reasons. I think, yeah, the user experience is part of it. But also, if you're a company which is saying to advertisers that their brand and their advertising will get a certain number of views, you need to be clear on the number of people who will look at it and the number of people who will see it. And if you're including fake accounts in your overall user base estimate, then some difficult questions can arise about just how many people are looking at the platform, just how many people are using it, and just how big the community is. So spam bots effectively distort the value of the company. It means Twitter is, is misrepresenting the value of the company if there are robot users as well as human users. That's certainly what Elon Musk has spent his summer arguing, yes. So when it was clear that Elon Musk wanted to buy Twitter, Twitter didn't seem that happy with it. But then when he tried to back out, Twitter still wasn't happy. Explain what's going on there. So if you wind back to the spring, I think Paragor Grohl, Twitter's CEO, put it best. The moment Elon Musk made it clear that he wasn't going to be joining the board, Paragor Grohl wrote this really short memo to staff and he presciently said there will be distractions ahead. So a few days later, Elon Musk came back and placed this bid on the table for Twitter, $44 billion. And Twitter's board had a decision to make, and it didn't take all that long to make it. It took a couple of days. But fundamentally, Twitter's board has a duty to its shareholders. And Elon Musk was offering $54.20 per share. And that was well above what Twitter was trading at at that point on the stock market. Fundamentally, it would generate returns for its shareholders. And that was what Twitter said, that it was the best route for its investors. And so the moment he started backing out, Twitter wasn't having it. It wanted him to follow through with this deal, which it had considered, scrutinised, and finally concluded was the best option for its shareholders. Does Elon Musk actually have $44 billion with which to buy Twitter? He said he doesn't want to sell stock in Tesla. Does he have the money to buy it? Well, precisely. I think he is the world's richest man. 
but a lot of his fortune is tied up in shares in Tesla on the public market and also SpaceX, which is a privately owned business, one of the biggest privately owned businesses in the world. In order to do that, he needs help. And so a lot of the texts that came out were him discussing financing with various friends, allies, acquaintances, and also working with his team to try and line it up. There's this brilliant exchange with Larry Ellison, who's the billionaire co-founder of Oracle, the software giant, in which it was clear that Larry Ellison was quite interested in investing. And he asked how much he was willing to invest. And Larry Ellison replied, a billion dot, 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 or whatever you'd recommend. To which Elon Musk said, whatever works for you, I'd recommend maybe two billion or more. This has very high potential and I'd rather have you than anyone else. And then a few days later, Larry Ellison texts, since you think I should come in for at least two bill, I'm in for at least two bill, thumbs up. And Musk replied, ha ha, thanks, with a smiley face. This is incredible insight into the inner workings of the super rich and their use of emojis there. What do you think were his motivations? Why did he want to buy Twitter? There are much easier ways to make money than buying and planning to overhaul, as he does, a social media business with the digital ad market under pressure and political scrutiny rising. He clearly loves the platform. Why else does he post on it at some days dozens of times? And he sees big issues with things like moderation that he wants to fix. He is a really big character on Twitter, isn't he? I mean, he's got... Mm. How, how many followers does he have? That's right, yeah. He is one of the most followed users on Twitter. He has 108 million followers. And a really committed fan base. I know that whenever he tweets, he gets a lot of approval, doesn't he, from those fans? That's right, yeah. Thousands of retweets, thousands of likes. And it, he really uses it to spread news, spread information deliver his perspective about his companies. He disbanded Tesla's press office several years ago. He doesn't see any point in PR. He says he's his own PR machine and he uses Twitter for that. So he was arguing at the time that Twitter had misrepresented its true value. He tries to pull the plug. Twitter sues him and then Musk reverses yet again and agrees to the original deal. What is going on? Why? It's a really good question. He fought Twitter for months over the summer as the trial grew closer, it was only two weeks away by the time he reversed course again, few really expected him to win. Any doubt Musk had as to the level of scrutiny it would have shone was dispelled by those texts. And I guess there are two things to bear in mind about such a high-profile court case. First, if those sceptics are right and you lose anyway, what's the point in putting yourself through that if you don't need to? And second... He has so much other stuff on his plate as it is. Tesla's ramping up production. SpaceX is launching rockets. He has other businesses trying to develop chips for brains and redefining city transportation. He is very busy. And his deposition was scheduled to take place when? It was scheduled to take place on Thursday, so it really went down to the wire in terms of when he made this offer. And do you think the disclosure of these text messages had anything to do with his decision? I think it was certainly a rare insight into his dealings and it shone a real light on how the business of Silicon Valley and how his empire can be structured. Some people also said it was quite embarrassing for him too. 
And do you think that fear of, of further embarrassment coming out throughout the trial, do you think that might have tipped the balance and made him think it's, it's just easier to buy the company? There's no doubt there was a lot of interest in the trial and it would have been incredibly high profile and it would have presented him with some really tough questions under oath that he had to answer. Coming up, what does Twitter's potential new owner have planned? That's after a quick message from a colleague. For four years, a civil war raged at one of the richest university colleges in Britain. She decided to tell me that Martin was in big trouble. Was it a plot to bring one man down? They're allowing the silence to prosecute you. Or was something else going on? It seemed to me merciless, pitiless. I'm Andrew Billen, a journalist at The Times. A new series, The Feud, begins this Thursday, here on Stories of Our Times. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Let's talk about Twitter. Musk has made a lot of complaints about the company, how it's run. He was saying that the reason why he wanted to buy it was to fix it. So tell us about Twitter, because it has a very different origin story to other tech companies. That's right. Yeah, I think there are two ways of looking at Twitter. You can look at Twitter, the platform, which is this influential social network that has attracted celebrities, politicians, and let's be honest, journalists too, in their droves. And it's built a base of a few hundred million users. But you can also look at Twitter, the business, which is this relatively small social media company that has never really quite delivered on its early potential. And to put it into perspective, shares in Meta, that's the owner of Facebook and Instagram, are down almost 60% this year. It's still nearly 10 times as big as Twitter. Early employees at Twitter say it was never really supposed to be a company, unlike, say, Facebook or Snapchat. The founders didn't really retain control of the business. And Jack Dorsey, 
its former boss. A text to Elon Musk described building a company around Twitter as the original sin. I mean, this guy ran the company for the best part of a decade. So if it was never meant to be a company, what was it supposed to be? I think the focus was always on building that influential powerhouse social network that really was meant to change internet communications as we knew it. And obviously they had a lot of success here. But what people who were there in the early days say is that the business component was secondary. What does Musk want to do differently then? So by this stage, I'm a bit reluctant to predict the unpredictable, but there are two big ways that Musk has indicated he wants to change the business. First, he doesn't have confidence in the people currently running Twitter. That would suggest, at least, that he would probably send them on their way if they don't resign en masse as it is anyway. Second, he's said that Twitter has too many staff. He said that in texts, and he's made that much clear. And again, that would probably suggest layoffs, although there's a chance that plenty of employees might resign anyway. But fundamentally... All he wants to do is change the company so that he can change the platform. Twitter has openly accepted that it hasn't innovated enough in recent years. He wants an overhaul. So clearly, when Musk does things, he doesn't do them by halves. How might he change the platform of Twitter? So he's given a a vague sense of the direction of travel. He's spoken a lot about the importance of reinforcing users' rights to free speech. He also wants to tackle fake accounts. That's the issue that he's brought up again and again this year. And all this would suggest fewer suspensions. He called the removal of former President Trump's account flat out stupid this summer. So many people think that the former president will be back on the platform pretty quickly. And the other thing that Musk has talked a bit about is removing advertising or at least altering Twitter's model so it isn't quite so reliable on ads. And do you have any sense of how he would alter Twitter's model? Because clearly he he wants it to make money as a platform. How is he going to do mm. that without ads? Of course. And ads up until now have been its primary source of revenue. So you might think removing that or at the very least reducing it would be almost a strange thing to do for a business like Twitter. That's actually one of the key reasons that he says he wants to take it private. He says he wants to remove it from the glare of the public stock market so he can make the changes necessary to make it a better platform and ultimately make it a viable business too. Musk has bigger plans than that though. Tell us about WeChat and what it has to do with this story. WeChat is a so-called super app through which users can talk, send payments, book taxis, all sorts. And it has more than a billion users and is this huge digital force in China. And Musk has basically said that he wants to create his own with Twitter at the heart. It would be called X. That's the name of an online bank he set up in the 90s, which eventually became PayPal and earned him a lot of money. Musk repurchased the name X.com a few years ago, the domain name, and has said that buying Twitter will help him to accelerate the creation of X, which he's called an everything app. He calls everything X, though, doesn't he? He called one of his children X. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And SpaceX. Yeah, where where do we end with all of this? Um, So 
Musk wants to imitate this app that is a, a huge success in China and use Twitter as a kind of base through which to do it. That's certainly the suggestion he's given over the last couple of days. He suggested that buying Twitter would help accelerate the vision of this super app and using Twitter as the central point, yes, where you can build off it and add additional apps and functions. One thing we definitely know is that Elon Musk is unpredictable and you would be a fool to make predictions about what he's going to do next. But I'm going to ask you to do that, Callum. What do you think <laughs> he actually wants from Twitter? What does he want to achieve by acquiring it? So say what you will about Elon Musk, but he's a person driven by ideas. Some of these ideas are controversial. Some of them are quite random. Almost all of them are ambitious. I think a fair few of them are impossible, at least at the speed he says they can happen. But Musk loves Twitter and sees some big problems with it, and he wants to fix them. And that seems to be, fundamentally, what's driving him here. And after so many months of speculation and hype around what he might or might not do with it, it looks like we're about to find out. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times with me, Jenny Kleeman, and my guest, US business correspondent for The Times, Callum Jones. You can find all of Callum's work at thetimes.co.uk or in print with a subscription. This episode was produced by Taryn Siegel. The executive producers were Kate Ford and James Shield, and sound design was by David Crackles. If you have a story you think we should be covering, an idea for a future episode, or thoughts on what you've just heard, send us an email to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.